0: You're listening to another episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I am your host, Doug Thorpe, and today we're going to talk about uh, some things related to strategy and, more importantly, growth, how to grow your company. I hear that question a whole lot. My guest is an expert in this field. Her name is Beate Shillette, and Beate, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Doug. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Uh, I likewise have have been uh, looking forward. We've we've had a little bit of false start getting getting together and matching up our calendars, but uh, we are here and ready to rock and roll. So um, first, let me uh, tell everybody where you're located in this wide wide world.
1: I'm uh, I'm located in Los Angeles, which I jokingly call the city of misfits. Everybody who doesn't fit in anywhere else fits in here perfectly
0: great <laughs> great that's probably not a trademark the city would want to go with
1: but <laughs> no no we, we don't have to tell our new mayor either
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i just happened to I, something in your background caught my eye you participated in the pod match host mastery book project is that right
1: yes that is correct yes
0: and uh so on that note uh, tell us real quick about your podcast what what show do you run
1: yeah, so my show is the Business Growth Architect Show. And to no surprise for anybody, it's a show that's specialized on strategy. And so every week we have a guest that that talks about how do you what's a strategy to grow your business? Because I want people to really understand, Doug, and I know we're going to talk about this today, that strategy is not like this mysterious weirdo thing for geeks and boring people. But that strategy is something that's actually fun and very creative. And there are multiple ways to go about uh, setting up a strategy for your business. So we will talk about this a lot today.
0: Yeah, that's great. I always like to ask my guests to tell a little bit of backstory on your journey and what, what inspired you to do what you're doing today. What sort of experiences led up to this?
1: I'd be happy to. So I'm Beata Shillette. I'm known as the growth architect, and I work with visionary th- thought leaders to help them grow their authority and scale their impact. And what that means is that today I work with a lot of um, you know people that are big thinkers that are maybe unconforming or that are a little colorful or people that have really big ideas. And I help them to figure out what the strategy is to build a business, because no matter how good the idea, you're still going to have to land the plane somewhere. And I came to this because I um have a background in photography. So I've been surrounded by by creative people my entire life, love it, was a photo editor, a photographer representative, a photography, still photography producer, worked with clients like Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Wrangler, Levi, so really big companies and had just a blast. And then I went through a decade of uh, bad luck, real serious adversity, talking, we're talking here, fires, floods, riots, earthquakes, a lawsuit, September 11th, and a tsunami. And, um, you know, and I didn't think I was going to make it. I was $135,000 in debt, single mom, immigrant, trying to figure out how I'm going to get myself out of this mess. And then I cracked the code and I ended up selling my business to Bill Gates for millions of dollars. And then afterward, I decided that because the story is just so crazy, that somebody needs to be able to derive a benefit out of what I've been through. And then I turned it into a consulting uh, company. And, you know, we help many people now to really uh, understand what the shortcuts are, which is why I focus on strategy.
0: You know, I, I, I laugh. first let me say congratulations for that journey and 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 having the resilience to weather it through. I uh, as you were describing everything though, I'm I'm reminded of the fact there are so many of us that are in coaching and advisory work because we have our own stories of the long haul and the the, the wars fought and Most everybody I know that's in this business of coaching and helping others is we want to do it because, God, we don't want anybody else to ever have to do what we did.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a very fair assessment is that, um, and it's interesting that you bring this up because I'm sometimes I meet people, and I bet you do this too in your company, is that they don't believe anything and they are, are determined to make every single mistake on their own. And then you go, you know what, dude, you can go the you can do this the hard way. Or you 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 can just you can just take it at face value. So I always say it's like you have two options. Do you want me to gestalt it and help you to figure this out on your own? Or if I happen to know a shortcut, would you like me to give that to you?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And And inevitably what uh, it happens, and this is usually my entry point with a lot of small business owners, they've they've started up, they're they're well past the startup stage, but they're rocking along. And if you drew a graph of the business, it's, you know, it's some chunky climb. And then all of a sudden there's this mystical plateau that develops Mm -hmm. and try as they might and hard work and everything else that they can think of, they never can level up past that particular plateau. they're just they're just kind of stuck I- at that level. Um, and you know that's usually where I get asked to come in and help somebody and I, i'm I'm curious do, do you have a pattern of when people approach you?
1: Yeah, typically somebody who comes to me is somebody mm-hmm. who has um, probably done quite a bit of investing in different kind of programs, internet marketing. They've done whatever the launch and the speaking from stage and the selling and the, and the this and the, that and that, and they get, and then they finally succeeded in completely confusing themselves what it is that they're actually, that they're actually doing. So i work with a lot of uh, service, service providers, experts, people that are authorities in their, in their industry. And what happens is then they go like, well, then I did this online thing on how to do an online course, but it's not selling. And then I have a speaking topic, but I'm not speaking enough. And then I am doing my coaching and consulting, but that's not working. And then I did the mastermind and but I can't fill the mastermind. And then I did the high ticket program, but you know, I don't have anybody to sell it for me. So they have all the pieces, but it's a convoluted mess because it's 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 just like everything is just floating around. And so when I come in as a strategist, I, it's it's like building a house, which is why we call it the five star success blueprint. So we we really look at what are the different elements that you have, what is it that the core message, what's our hero that we can that we really need to focus on, and then we build a sick oftentimes a signature growth system where we then put everything they do under an umbrella so that there is a journey. So the online course then could be the beginning of the journey. The uh, high ticket program then solves a problem somewhere in the middle, and the mastermind might then be you know, the continuity program somewhere further down the road. But without that clearly identified what the different entry points are into your business and what the programs are that are solving a specific problem for that particular piece of the journey, a company can't grow because then it's all set up on how much you can work and that does hit the plateau.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, um, you know, there there are so many. In fact, I I just finished recording another show earlier this morning and um, I guess I got to talking about the fact that in the so-called expert space, the coaches, consultants, business advisors, strategists, whatever. The the, the market seems somewhat flooded. People that have, have maybe gotten frustrated or out on their corporate life have said, well, I can do this privately. I'll just, I'll quit and I'll go start a business and I'll be this guy. And on the one hand, that's great. And the world is a big enough place, the market is big enough that there's, there's room for all of us. But there's this initial confusion and ultimately, in most cases, commoditization of the service, because the majority of people that start up in that realm or at that level, they feel price pressure, they don't know how to value their own service, so they're charging really ridiculously low prices, which make it look like, you know, that that third-hand used car rather than a brand-new, shiny Mercedes or something, you know?
1: I, I, I You must have been uh, in my studio on Sunday when I was recording my videos because this is exactly what I said. I said that if you look at what's been happening uh, lately is that there have been massive layoffs. And these layoffs are from companies that have very recognizable, very prestigious names, Intel, Microsoft, Apple, Google, uh, Facebook, whatever that is. Now, these people have been betrayed by the corporation that they believed in. Now they've been through this whiplash, right? First, they were a number. Then they were the most prized possession. Then they were able to move to a different job for more money, for every benefit in the planet. Then it was just kidding. And now they've been laid off, right? So so there's apprehension on how they've been treated. So they go like, well, you know what? That's it. That's it for me. I'm going to set up my own business now and, and I'm going to be my own boss. So now we have an influx of literally tens thousands of experts that are going like, well, I'm going to take like a coaching certificate. You know, I'm doing my 20 hours, 30 hours. I'm going to get a certificate. And now I'm a certified coach, life coach, business coach, consultant, whatever. And I'm going to put my shingle out. So what that does is exactly what you talked about. It puts pressure on the market uh, for price erosion because if if, if you can differentiate yourself now, and you've not been able to do it then and you can't figure it out now your prices will go down because if i can get an hour of life coaching for fifty dollars and if i can get an hour of life coaching for 350 dollars and there's no differentiation factor then of course i'm going to go for that cheaper version of it right
0: right and uh Sadly, what often happens is the the person that's positioned like that probably has not yet honed their craft where they can really add value to the customer that's paying it.
1: They don't and even know what the problem is.
0: They 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 can't do the analysis. They can't do the work. They can't pick up on the subtle signals that a client's giving them, and and really. Put that together as a as a really valuable solution. So therefore, the, the category of coaches and advisors gets another black mark, and people go, "I've spent money on coaches. I'm not going to do that again." And it's it's like, well, you know, okay, how's that working out for you?
1: <laughs> yeah, which is which is really why why you know why why we why we we tell everybody who comes to us that's all great, but you have to have a signature system. If you don't have a method, um, you know, if we think about this, like Pilates, Pilates was is the name of a man who had was a dancer, and then had an injury, and he had to figure out how to how to go into physical therapy that was designed for dancers. So he came up with a reformer, which now in developed this whole Pilates method. So now people are Trained in the Pilates method, they get certified. Uh, there's equipment available, and you know, and there's different types of things, and there's different stages and different levels of it. So, if we take a concept like this, and we say, um, "What does this mean for me as a as an authority, as an expert?" It means I have to. I can't say I'm a con- coach or a consultant. I'm a growth architect. You know, I'm. I have a very specific way of how I do things we have our five-star success blueprint. We have you know, our triangle of success with strategy systems and authority building. So we we developed a method, a system, so that when somebody comes to us, I'm not saying I'm a consultant. I say, well, we have a method that needs to be applied. And then the method will tell you what you need. And then we have providers that give that to you because then where As I get busier and busier and busier, and this is, you know, back to your stagnation uh, uh, um, call out earlier, now you can bring in different people that then take different pieces of your system so you don't have to do everything anymore and now you can scale up. And that is what signals to clients or prospects this thought, oh, when I work with Doug, Doug's not just a business consultant, Doug has a system. And when I follow his system, I have a repeatable, clearly defined outcome that is based upon your experience of the problems your clients are having, why they come to you. And so you say, well, if this is your problem, you need to be doing this. If this is your problem, you need to be doing this. So that's really the key to a successful, um to a successful business as a coach, expert, consultant, authority on in, in, in your industry is to have this system that helps people to identify what it is that they get.
0: Yeah, yeah. How often do you, or let me ask it another way, is part of your system that you've developed, um, is there an, a kind of an assessment of where that, that uh, expert is in his own thinking about value and worth and, and significance to be able to go to market?
1: Yeah, we we the the way the the way we've built it out, you know, the way I've I've designed it. So we now launched a mastermind program that we run a couple times a year, that's eight weeks long. And when I, you know, and I've been doing this for years and years and years, but I've always done it one on one. And then I realized there's really great value in having other people give you input when you're building it to check language and to see if I say it this way does it resonate, or is it better if I say it this way. So it's working beautifully, and so. We, we looked at this, my team and I, and we said, what are all the problems that somebody has that needs to build this? So number one, it's the differentiation factor, right? How do I, how do I set myself apart? What do I say that sounds like only I can do it? The, you know, we call it the unapologetic value proposition. Then how do I, what are all the things that I do and, you know, and, and how do they connect? So now we are lining all these pieces. I call this like the knowledge bread in comparison to the knowledge vomit. Experienced <laughs> people want to knowledge vomit everything, which overwhelms client and is guaranteed to fail. Or we take this vomit knowledge uh, into and bake it into a bread. I know it's kind of gross, but you know, let's just say we take the knowledge and bake it into a bread, cut it into slices, so you can consume it one at a time so that there is no knowledge vomit. And- then we look at the slices and we say, well, what are these slices called? And then we give these slices a name. And then we um, identify what is the problem that each one of these pieces is solving. So somebody who would come to you then, who needs this? What is their issue? And then we have a problem and a solution for each one of the slices. And then we build a a graphic, a visual representation of what the system is, a square, a a circle, a pyramid, pillars, you know, whatever that might be. And we make a visual representation of this this journey, uh, this client transformation journey. That becomes the diagnostic tool. With the diagnostic tool, now you can say, Doug, let's talk about this, let's talk about your business and now i can within 30 minutes pinpoint with absolute precision where you are in that overall system and i can say you know what you got your unique value proposition down we don't need to talk about that you know uh you know exactly um how you know who your ideal client is but your offer is not connecting to the client so now we need to go in here and we need to fix that so I can I can help really clearly identify where somebody is stuck because most people have some of these things in place. Right, it's the right. connection of the pieces that's not working.
0: Right, and the and the smooth sort of seamless flow through all the pieces yes. to to make it work because as soon as you hit sort of a roadblock in that, or there's a disconnect, there's just a giant gap that that becomes a huge problem. Um, gosh, this is um, this is pretty interesting, and I, I'm I'm trying to think through a, a number of other um, angles that I've run into. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about you know the the person that now has has pretty well crystallized their value proposition. Their offering is okay, but what about the marketing and and sales of the service? What do you you know, typically try to do for people in that part of the, the model.
1: And see, and, and this already tells me that you so know what you're doing because you said it exactly in order. You said they figured out what they're doing, which is the strategy. They kind of know, you know, what it is and what it solves. So they already got part of the system down and then there's a stop. So I already know just from this one sentence that the person you talk about now is missing a piece of their system and their client attraction system. So that's how clearly we've laid this out. That's how clearly your system needs to be so that when somebody says something, you say, I already know, in one sentence. And so what happens now is that you are now having to build what we call the client attraction system, you know, the authority platform. And you can build this authority platform by, you know, in, in many different ways. So you got to get yourself out there as the authority. You have to now actually build the authority expert status. It's not celebrity status. It's not going viral. The only thing that goes viral are cats. <laughs> talking, talking heads don't go viral. Not even Gary Vee. He pays a ton of money to a ton of people to do all of that. That is all by design. A normal expert, authority, industry coach, consultant does not go viral. So just just forget about that. It is about you t- figuring out what your sweet spot is, your target audience, and how to be with this consistent message in front of them and build a reputation that you are the go-to expert to go for X. I am the go-to expert for people that have done a ton of stuff that's not connecting, that finally realize they need a strategy in the system. They come to me, I help them build that. Uh, people that want to get out of the day-to-day operation and have a system and strategy in place so that other people can run it. You know, that's who who we're serving. So you got to be that clear who comes to you, who does that. So now in the authority platform, we use podcasting as do you, Doug to build our authority. So I do guesting and hosting. And the way we set up the podcast and who we talk to is very deliberate uh, because there has to be an added benefit for the business. I mean, we are in business to make money. If you, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not out here to be liked. I mean, it's great if you like me, don't get me wrong, but that's, right. Right. you know, that's yeah. what I have a family for. And that's what I have friends for. But I don't need strangers to randomly tell me how amazing I am. I need strangers to tell me, I believe what you're saying because I believe you can help me. That's why I'm out here. And so people get that kind of all confused. So we have to get that really clarified. It's like, you are out here because you're running a business. You're out here because you want to have a message that's clear, that's in front of people that hear them and say, I believe this person can help me. Then with that message, I want somebody to come and say, here's your discovery call, your strategy session, your vetting call, and then you lead them down in the the nurturing pipeline that then leads to the client transformation where there's multiple entries where somebody can come in. So you can build your authority through LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all of the different social medias, but you need a strategy for each of those. Now you know why I set up my podcast, because that's exactly what you know what we're doing. We're helping people to understand these different strategies. And then you have to put a machine behind it and say, "Now that I get these people into my pipeline, what do I do now? So are you doing master classes, webinars, workshops? How do you get how do you get these people to connect with you? And build up that um, that nurturing and that connection, so that you have enough people that you talk to on an ongoing basis, so that that people say, you know, I'm finally ready for you, Doug. Been watching you for six months, been listening to 200 episodes of your podcast. I finally determined you are the one for me that can help me to solve my problem. I'm ready. What do you got? So you have to have enough out there that creates enough of that, that you get these calls and that you create these opportunities for these connections. Sometimes people listen to me once and they hire me and they say, you exactly what I needed. Sometimes people are around me for years and they say, I've always wanted to work with you. I'm finally ready. So that's that's what authority platform building really means. And it's a consistent, consistent discipline disciplined machine that has to run every single week for it to work.
0: Right. Right. No, you're, you're, you're spot on. And, and that is, and, and that's and been part of my story. I, I have had clients who call and say, I've been listening to your podcast. I listened to this particular episode and that was the trigger. And that's when I knew you knew what I was dealing with and you could probably help me and you, you know, you come on board there. So, uh, my my word to anybody out there that is a, a small business owner, really of any kind, if you're wondering about the value and the effort to do a podcast, uh, I think the return is far greater than the effort and the expense of it. Um, because, you know, one good size account or client can, can pay for a whole year's worth of podcasting in a heartbeat. So um, having that, that, entry point or that discussion point is so really critically important.
1: Yes. Yes. I I like that you say that. I mean, and podcasting is a lot of work and it is very time consuming, but if you set it up, right, you talk to the right people, you talk to people that help drive your business forward. You talk to people that are potential clients, you attract potential clients, you attract partnerships, collaborations, it's a really fabulous uh, fabulous way to do it but it does take time and if you think uh, you know people always think i uh, like yeah well the podcast and then I'm going to make a ton of money on the podcast I'm going to have all these advertisers that's really not how we do this that's not no. why we do this no. we're not here for a $200 a local real estate jingle uh, that doesn't even that doesn't even pay the cost of the production but We are here to get the message out for the add-on value. So we make in this investment. So if you use a podcast, and I, I like that you said that, you have to be extremely deliberate about why you're doing it for and what the outcome of it is.
0: Right, right. And it's interesting you said that because uh, I need to take a short break and drop a commercial message here. There you go. The little bit I do for that. But I, I want to ask everybody to hang with us. We've got a lot more to cover right after this quick message. Business is all about solving complex problems as fast as you can create them. Become the best problem solver by leading others to greatness, too. And the first step is going to DougThorpe.com. Doug Thorpe is known globally for coaching entrepreneurs and business leaders, improving their performance and the work output of everyone surrounding them. You can find health, wealth, and happiness by learning to lead others to health, wealth, and happiness. Go to DougThorpe.com now and order Doug's books or hire him to coach your managers. That's DougThorpe.com. All right, everyone, we're back. This is Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm Doug Thorpe, and my guest today, Beate Chalette is talking about uh your ability to build an authority and use that as part of your growth accelerator so beyond when we were in the green room during the break we were talking a little bit about there there's one element we haven't touched on yet and i think everybody who's ever been an entrepreneur has experienced it in some way or another and that is the idea of fear <laughs> I'm afraid to step out there, I'm afraid to do this, or I have concerns about that. So, you know, okay, fear may be a strong word, but deep concerns. <laughs> I'll give <laughs> give give people that.
1: I think it is fear, by the way, but yes. Uh so so this is a really loaded, loaded subject. Um and I I wanna take a step back there and just remind everyone that our entire system has been set out for mediocrity. And what I mean by that, that when we start out our lives in education and achievement, that there are different subjects and we have to be good enough at everything and that's how we get rewarded. And now when we go into the real world into business for ourselves or someone else. Somebody says, well, what are you bringing to the table? Why are you so amazing? And now you go and you look at your report card and you say, well, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty mediocre at everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And And then the boss says, well, that's really not very enticing. Or you go like, well, the way that didn't come out quite right. So you have to remember that This part of the overcoming the fear is really a stepping out of that mediocre thinking that we've been trained in. Because when you have a job and you are really good at the brainstorming and the idea and the whiteboarding, and then inevitably somebody comes and says, huh, so can you land the plane or what? But that's not your thing. Max is good at landing planes. Max sucks at ideas. So unless you have that knowledge about yourself to say, well, yeah, I'm so glad you noticed that, don't worry about landing the plane. I got max in my pocket. You know That's why we are a great team. And now this whole like feeling weird and failing at a task is taken out. But instead, most people go like, oh my God, I've been found out. There's a thing I don't know about. And, and what do I do? And then they go and stay up all night. They do internet research and they still suck at it because it's not their zone of genius. It's not their super skill. And then that's what creates this paranoia of making mistakes. So I like mistakes because I want you to fail faster. If you fail faster, It is the equivalent to me. So the visual that I give everybody is that let's say you go in your car and you put it in the GPS. The GPS for weeks has told you update the GPS. You haven't had time. And so now you're driving. You're getting to a cul-de-sac. That road was working just fine two weeks ago. Now it's a cul-de-sac. So are you going to get out of the car throw yourself on the ground, throw a temper tantrum and go like, I'll never get into this car again. I will never drive again ever in my entire life. I'm such a loser. I'm such a failure. You know, I I, I can't get anything right. This is the worst. I mean, I can't even find my way to my auntie's house. That would be ridiculous. Right. So instead you go, you shrug it off. You go like, yeah, I should have updated that GPS you know, better, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do it now. You get back in your car, you turn around, you find another way, because why? Because you know your auntie's house exists and you know that 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 you're gonna find it eventually. This was just a slight detour. So failure is very much like that. And if there's a guy in a construction suit with like a, a big yellow jacket and a big fat stop sign and says, don't go here, even better, wave at him, say thank you, and then move on to your next destination. But instead i see people who throw temper tantrums all the time and i'm going like what's that all about
0: we were talking about the failing fast idea and you know there there are people that have actually woven that into the fabric of the company they built uh jeff bezos famously took that approach in the early days with amazon and and he he still was a champion of of encouraging that Uh, throughout the development. And and you look at them as a corporation and it's like, oh my goodness, you know, how many areas can they be in at one time? They failed fast. They figured things out. They created solutions that made sense. And, you know, you can take that back down to a, a very direct scale. But you're right. And I love your word picture. You know, are you going to just absolutely have a meltdown every time you stub your toe and something doesn't work out exactly right. Um, You know, and my goodness, I think about my own activities that would have been classified as failures. um, Oh,
1: I like that. Let's use that. Activities formally classified as failures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we, we can do that. We'll, we'll make a phrase out of that. <clears throat> the But the other thing I wanted to uh, touch on is a little bit of the flip side. There is also, I think, a close, maybe it's not an identical twin, but a, a kid sister of this that has to do with not giving yourself enough credit for accomplishments, When somebody really has, you've, you've, I like your starting point. You talked about the mediocrity that's sort of programmed into us in, in the school setting. When you have risen above that and you've become an expert or an authority in certain areas, I see a lot of people that still don't really give themselves the credit for the accomplishments they are achieving, you know?
1: Yeah. So So I actually, uh, cover this in my book, happy woman, happy world, uh, where I I gave this a name, I call this the superhuman paradox. And what that means is that we have a tendency to look at the people in our lives and we say, Doc's a really great business guy. And, uh, Marla is a phenomenal chef and, uh, Steve is a great dad and Susie is an unbelievable athlete. And then we go and we say, well, if they are really good at that, it should be possible for me. And then we think that we should be the compilation of the best attributes of all of the people that we admire (laughs) in one body. Yep. That's ridiculous. But that's how we are wired. And so then we run around and we say, "Well, I did get the raise. I landed this new client, but I still don't have a new car. I got the new car, but I still don't have a relationship. Um I have a great relationship, but my kids don't talk to me. so it's always it's almost like we're looking for something that takes away from our superhuman status this perpetual critique with ourselves so rather we want to set markers on the road and then say when i achieve this point i'll consciously give myself the recognition to say well done which is why goals are so important and Vision boards are so important because when you go back, and I I looked at what I had said I was going to do last year, and I've achieved just about everything. And then you need to give yourself a moment and say, job well done, you know, and pat yourself on, on the shoulder because it means that what you've set out to do is done. That I move the goalpost during the year as I achieve things. That's the problem because if i keep moving the goalpost further out i'll never achieve the goal so you got to leave the goalpost where it's at and then add another stop
0: right right yeah one i like that way of thinking about it once you achieve that level if you want to in your next phase planning and and goal setting <clears throat> if you want to move the goalpost at that point that's great but don't just arbitrarily keep moving it because you've you've achieved one of the steps yeah that's exactly like that. right that's well like put, that. Doug.
1: yeah i like that
0: yeah very interesting well the the thing i was thinking about on this basic idea of different from fear is just not recognizing accomplishments I tell the story, and this was back, you know, before some of his life events, but once upon a time, you know, Tiger Woods would go out on the golf course and hit his drive 350, almost 400 yards, and uh, for him, that wasn't a particular big deal because he wanted the ball to land within a, like a two-square-foot spot, you know, where he was aiming, but... For me, as an average hacker of a weekend golfer, if I could hit a drive 300 yards, I would be ecstatic. And I didn't care where it landed as long as it went out 300 yards. And so that's my point, the the recognition of accomplishment. I would claim a big victory if I could lace a ball 300 yards. But Tiger, on the other hand, 300 yards, number one, he would consider it short. And and number two, it didn't hit the mark, so it wasn't successful. So the whole vision of where you're coming from and what you're trying to achieve is important. And as you make those accomplishments, don't take you know, the Tiger Wood approach like, eh, it, you know, it, but it was off by a foot. Well, don't be that kind of critical unless you're trying to become some world-class performer in your specialty. Then, yeah, you need to have that kind of accuracy. But, but most of us aren't faced with that kind of challenge.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. It's, it's also called being human and giving yourself permission to be flawed and imperfect, and to that point, is like sometimes I I want I want our audience to just remember is that the day the day you leave the planet and there's a celebration of life, people are not gonna say Doug and Beate they were so perfect they always showed up on time they did every project as they said they were gonna do they said remember Doug. Man, that guy would have gotten, given given anything to do uh, a 300, uh, 300 yard uh, uh, you know putt with his with his golf club, and he certainly was trying. And he did the funniest thing, and he had that thing with his elbow. And people 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 talk he about me play golf before. <laughs> I'm just making stuff up here. Uh, but 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 it's the idiosyncrasies that people people pick up on. They say. God, she had the craziest laugh or she, you know, don't, you know, remember, you know, when Beata gets up in the morning, nobody can talk to her for an hour because I mean, she takes not being a morning person to a whole new level. That's what people talk about. They talk about what makes you unique and it is not your perfection. It yep. is the funny, odd, flawed things that you do. If you yep. really think about that, that's the endearing part about life is to look at each other and say, you know, that's why I like to go out with this person because their laugh is so contagious. I feel good every time I'm around them. You don't care if they hit their financial goal or if they uh, you know, their car was repossessed. You look at the person, we have to sometimes remind ourselves of that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, i'll tell you what you that may be a great message to uh bring this to a close i really appreciate you coming in these have been some great themes and and great teaching and i am guessing that people are going to need to play this back a time or two i think there's a lot of information packed in here so thank you so much for joining in
1: it's such a pleasure to talk to you doug and thank you so much for what you do and all of you listening, please do Doug a favor. Go wherever you get this podcast and subscribe to it. Give it a five-star review and say something that you've taken away from this. And please share this episode with one other person that needs to hear what we talked about today, because this is a labor of love.
0: Amen. Amen. And thanks for sharing that. Well, folks, oh, uh, before I get off, uh, tell us how people can best get a hold of you, Beate, if they're looking for more information from you.
1: Yeah. So we do uh, monthly free masterclasses on uh, topics like system building and authority building stuff we talked about. So all you have to do is go to yourbusinessmc.com and sign up. It's absolutely free. You can also, if you've been trying to grow your business and you can't figure out what your business growth blocker is, you can go to growthblockerquiz.com, and in literally two minutes, you can figure out which of the three it is that is in your way. Other than that, reach out. I'm all over social media or on the website. We're here to help. We're here to really make sure that we take as many people to the top as we can.
0: That's great. Well, and uh, Beate does have some amazing information. Uh, we know each other from a couple of other circles, not just the PodMatch world, but um I promise you, she contributes a lot everywhere she goes with her wisdom and experience. So, um, one last time, thank you again.
1: Thank you so much, Doug.
0: And with that, folks, we are going to bring this to a close. I do like to remind everybody, if you're listening on audio, we are on YouTube as well. The video of this episode will be available at uh, a channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever you wish. Uh, Give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. And if you've got any other ideas for topics you'd like to see me uh, find a guest to share, we will do that and love to get your input on that. For now, we're going to sign off, say goodbye, and make it a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.